Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Shuli Show. I'm super excited about my guest today. Her name is Noah Attar. Noah is originally from Boston. She made Aliyah in 2022. She started working for Friendship Circle in Jerusalem, which is an organization that supports special needs children. And then the war broke out. So needless to say, her job title and function has shifted a lot. So we're going to hear all about it from her. Noah, welcome to the show today. So happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Great. I would love if you could tell us a little bit about what you've been doing since the war started and the process of, you know, coming in every day and working on a very specific project, having to shift very, very quickly. So right before the war, like really two weeks before the war, I started working um, in Jerusalem for a friendship circle. But two weeks later, the war broke out and I think it was a shock for all of us. I didn't, like, work stopped, everything stopped for everyone. I think everyone was in a little bit of a shock. And it took us a couple of days to, like, get back into things, kind of figure out what our role is in the war. I think everyone found their own personal role within the war, what they could help out with. And a couple of days in, I came back to work. And we kind of really shifted our focus from our Friendship Circle organization, which is an organization that helps special needs. And we kind of shifted our focus onto the war to help the evacuated families. So many evacuated families come into the Jerusalem area. They were placed in hotels. And as the weeks went by, they were placed in apartments, uh, which we also helped them find. Um, we've done a lot of different things uh, within Chabad of Talbiya Mamila um, with ho- um, finding apartments for the evacuated families in Jerusalem. Yeah. Can you tell us how that happened? Like suddenly there's 40,000 people in Jerusalem and they all need a place to stay. Um, I must say it was very, it was a challenge. It was something I'm not, I personally am not used to that. I'm not really in the real estate world, apartments, contracts. I didn't really know what I was getting into, but I knew I wanted to help. So a lot of families and a lot of communities were placed in hotels, but as the hotels started filling up, we had a lot of families come to us and they needed a place to stay. We had families sleep in their cars, in yeshivas, in They slept shuls. in their cars? We had a couple of families who came to us saying, we're sleeping in a car, we're about to go back to our home down south, which is the, the rocket. Spot, yeah, they were like, area. we just have, we have nowhere to go. So they came to us for help. So. I was, we were happy to help, like we had to help, we knew we had to do something. So we started posting on all our group chats, all our community group chats, we got in touch with people, real estate agents, just anyone we could get in touch with and we were asking for empty apartments and thank God we, in the beginning of the war there were many open apartments, many people who were willing to give over their apartments, we had a lot of families still in America whose apartments were open and free here. We got in touch with the, the families, the evacuated families who needed the apartments, and we made that connection between the owner of the house and the family. We signed the contracts with them, and literally either the same day or the next day, the family was ready placed into that apartment. We sent them welcome packages, shampoo, soap, conditioner, food, anything they needed just to get them started. And that's how we, that's how we did it. As the weeks went by, it got a little harder because now all the apartments are filled and taken up. So it's a little bit of a challenge these days, but we're still determined to help the families who come to us and really hope we could find them a place to live. So there are still families coming in with requests? There's still a lot of families. I have a whole list of families and very few apartments in Jerusalem left. We are making connections with like people in Tel Aviv, Herzliya, but 
the families who are evacuated really prefer Jerusalem. It's on the quieter side. Um, in terms of danger and rockets. In terms rockets. of danger and rockets. We have to like put ourselves in the family shoes for a second. They're coming from the south. There's a lot of rockets. Also from the north, we have a lot of families coming in now. And it's very... They've been through a lot of trauma and it makes sense. They want to come to Jerusalem. They want to make sure their, their kids are safe and that they're safe and there's security and there's no rockets and there's bomb shelters. So there's a lot of different things to take into consideration. Also, when we place the families in apartments, we have to find apartments with a bomb shelter because they really prefer that. So it's a little bit of a challenge, but we've been able to help many, many families so far. That's so special. And thank you so much for the work that you're doing. I think it's because of people like you who are so dedicated to making sure that people are okay, that things are just continuing on and like life is going on for people who've been through so much. It's so funny. Like many people always are like, thank you, thank you. As you said, like because of you, but I always stress like it's not, it's not just one person. It's really, especially during this time, it's all of Amisla. Like I wouldn't be able to do, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing without the help of everyone else, without the owners of the house, with all the, without all the donors and the people who help out. So it's really a group effort. And, and that's really what, that's what's going to help us win this war. And that's what's going to keep us together and keep us strong during this time. Yes, I mean, amen, amen. Together we will be victorious. Can you tell me a little bit about the role that WhatsApp plays in how you are um, coordinating everything that you're doing? Because I feel like it's such a crucial component of how things happen in this country. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned WhatsApp. My WhatsApp at this point is crashing from all the messages and all, all the phone calls. I think, especially during this time where Amisad is all over the world, and this is, during the war, it's so important that all of Amisla, not only in Israel, just everywhere, sticks together. And I think WhatsApp is just the way we, we get in touch with everyone all over the world. Uh, donations is a very big part in helping us continue what we're doing, to get in touch with people. But also just like on the personal side, the support and the love from friends and family. I think that's also what's getting us getting us through these hard weeks. I remember the beginning of the war. It's still not easy for me, but the beginning of the war was very, very hard on me. I have a lot of close family and friends in the army fighting on the front lines. And it just very, it's very comforting to know that all my friends in America, most of my friends are in America, that they're thinking of me and getting in touch and checking in on me, especially like when I'm, when we're trying to help a lot of people around us it's also nice to know that like people are supporting us from behind and giving us the love and the support that we need yeah yeah I was thinking about that like all the people that are supporting other people they also need support we all definitely need each other a hundred percent so how is it for you somebody who's a new aliyah to have people family members in the war what is that like like what are your anxiety levels like <laughs> Wow, I must say the beginning of the war, the first, I would say even two weeks, I was, it was very, very hard for me. I think all of us, all of us were in a shock. We might still be in a shock. All the uncertainty, not knowing like where our families are, what's going to happen. Like you wake up every morning and you just pray like, Hashem, please like make me wake up. I just like wanted this to be a dream. I, the first week I just didn't sleep because you don't even want to, you don't want to go to sleep because you don't want to wake up with that feeling like, oh, this is not just a dream. Like This, this is, is real. Really this reality. is very real. It was. It's very hard every time you text the people that you care about and you love that are in the army. 
and they just don't answer for two hours, let's say, and they're fighting a war, so it makes sense that they can't answer right away. But like you, you're just sitting, like you're just anxious and scared. It's it's very hard. But like I'm really proud of them, and I just bezlach them. They'll like come home really soon, and this will be over, and we'll win. But again, like it's very important to stay strong for them. Even though I feel like the soldiers at this time are the ones keeping us back home strong with all their videos yeah. and their humor. They're just really the strongest people I know, so I'm really proud of them. Yeah, wow. So what has been the response from the people that you've been helping? I know you said you got to know some of them on a pretty individual level. And can you tell us a little bit about the events that you've been doing with the team here at Chabad for the evacuees? Yeah, so Bo Hashem, I've had the opportunity to meet so many families and kids, and this is really what's keeping me personally going during these hard times, just to see the smiles from the parents and just how we're really, like, they, they say, like, we're saving their lives. So it's really, it feels good to be able to be part of that. So Bo Hashem, every Tuesday we have a kids' event. We run kids' events. Bo Hashem, we get over 200, almost 300 kids for the events. Wow. And I want to pause you for a minute. A lot of kids are not in school. Is that correct? So now they're starting. They're starting to enroll their kids in schools because, again, we just don't know how long this is going to last and we don't know when they're going to be able to go back home to the south or to the north. So a lot of kids are enrolled in schools in Jerusalem. I personally say my siblings have classmates who are from the south or from the north. Wow. So again, like that's another aspect we help them with, getting school supplies and because they kind of just, they really left. I've met families that had 10 minutes to pack up and leave the house. And they mamash came with nothing, maybe like just the clothes on their body and like that's it. Um, so we've helped them resupply with school supplies and backpacks and food and whatever else they need. Um, but anyways, like about the events. So every Tuesday we run an event and um, it takes a lot of planning. But again, since this is every Tuesday, it's always just like... Two days before the event, we start planning it, and it's really, we sit on it for hours and hours just to make it the best that we could. We get an entertainer, which is usually a juggler, or a magician, or an animal show. We hopefully will get like a circus next week, we're hoping. And then on top of the entertainer, we always try to get a singer or a DJ. And on top of that, we always have a lot of food, pizza, falafel, anything you could think of ice cream, snacks, cotton candy machine, popcorn machine. It's We really go all out because we just really think it's important that during this time the children get the childhood that they deserve. And it's really important, at least in my perspective, that when these kids grow up and they look back at this time, I just really want them to remember that, okay, we're living through a war, but but this is like Amisrat, and Amisrat is strong, and we stick together, and we still make... We, we spread happiness and joy, even in the hard times, and that's what, that's what gets us through the hard times. So I really think it's important for them to remember that. So we really try to spread happiness and light through these hard times. That's so beautiful, and also to know that they're cared for. They're not just forgotten about. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yesterday we had, I think it was one of the biggest events. It was actually really special also. We try to keep our events outside, so that we could fit as many kids as possible. And it's also very nice outside with the weather. So yesterday, like a couple days before the event, we saw that it was gonna rain. 
So we're like, okay, like fine, we'll do it inside. So we had, we booked the hall across the street from our office. And then the day of the event, we're like, wow, it's so sunny and it's hot and it's, it doesn't look like it's going to rain. So we're like, okay, we're doing it outside. So we started planning everything outside. We set up and it was so beautiful. Didn't look like it was going to rain. We started the event. The juggler came. The second the juggler started, it started pouring on us. And I was like, why is this happening? But that was the most beautiful part, I think, from all these weeks. Because the second it started raining, I kind of stood there like in a shock. I was like, oh my God, now we have to like put everything inside. But the kids, even like before I could think of what to do next, the kids, all the kids ran to the juggler. The juggler started handing them things to carry inside. I saw kids running with like balls and all the juggling equipment with the juggler. Everyone just ran inside. And it was just the most beautiful thing I've seen. Just everyone coming together and the kids really just feeling comfortable to help out and really take on this event themselves, which was really nice. And Bukh Hashem, it turned out really beautiful at the end. We were inside and we had music and... It was great. Yeah. What what you said about how everything quickly shifted inside, it kind of reminds me of what I've been seeing here in terms of the people volunteering. Like sometimes the tasks seem so huge and so enormous and there's this question of like, how is everything gonna get done? It's it's a big question. And then like suddenly like people show up and everyone comes together and everyone with their quote-unquote small contribution but it all adds up to be so much and so impactful and we're greater than the sum of our parts exactly I think it's really when we all come together that's what really just at least for me that's just like what makes me so happy and that's another thing we're trying to do here at Chabad of Tabia Um, we really try to encourage or at least give the opportunity for the families themselves to help out um, and like in we we yes we want to give as much as we can to them but we don't want them to feel that like oh they're the like the victims like we want to empower them also and give them the opportunity to help out also so we've had a lot of families who are evacuees help out also and volunteer at Chabad and help with event planning and setting up the events which is really nice yeah that's so special and I'm also curious about you're talking about spreading happiness. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Because I think, like, in general, joy is such an important component. And to your point, specifically when there's time of hardship and difficulty. Yeah. First of all, it is really hard, like, when we're all left here with broken hearts. And it really was a shock to all of us. And everyone knows someone that's been in the war that's fighting right now or who lost their lives in the war. I think we all we all connect to that and we all feel the pain. We all know someone. So it's very hard to feel happiness when we're all broken here. But I think really happiness is what will get us through it. It makes us stronger as a people. And again, it just, like the children, I really like want them to remember this time as, okay, maybe not like a happy time, but at least like we're we're trying and we're together and we're strong. And it's really, it also really gets us through it. If you look around, like all over the world, all the Jews are fighting in their own way. Not all of us could be soldiers, not all of us could fight on the front lines, but we're all fighting in a different way, whether it's doing chesed, volunteering, or helping out families, children, tutoring the evacuees, or anything you could think of. I think that's really, that's like our way of fighting, and all those components, all those different ways of fighting is really what's going to keep us strong and hopefully, God willing, allow us to win the war. But again, like happiness is a really big component of that because that's what keeps us going 
Like even with a broken heart, I think you could still feel the happiness deep down. And that, that's what strengthens us. Yeah, yeah. And like the ability to laugh, even though it's such a... Exactly. I think, I think it's really important also. It took me a while to realize this also because I was very... It, it really hurt in the beginning. It was really scary. And I really was just... I felt broken, but I kept going. I kept doing the volunteering and doing just helping out as much as I could, even with that broken heart. But like, I still, I felt like I still needed, we still need like those aspects of normal life, like those happiness. I can give you like a funny example, like a couple days ago, I think it was last Sunday, my older sister was like, guys, we have to, I feel like all of us have been so out of it and we just need that little like spark of joy and like that feeling of things being normal. So my sister was like, we're doing, we're doing a slumber party. All my siblings, I'm one of seven siblings. A slumber siblings. party with fuzzy <laughs> slippers and everything? Literally, we're, I'm like on the older side of the siblings. My, my older sister is like the oldest and then there's like a lot of younger siblings under me. And we're like, let's do this. So we all went into my older sister's apartment, like a small apartment. Her two kids went to bed and we all got into pajamas. We bought a lot of junk food and ice cream and we just put on one of our ch- favorite childhood movies and we just sat there and I'm telling you it was one of like I haven't laughed so hard and in, in a long time and it felt really good and it just really gave me the energy to continue doing all the volunteer work so I think it's very important to have those little sparks of joy here and there and those really just give you the strength to keep going during these times yeah totally and it sounds like you guys were intentional about it and I think sometimes if you're living through a moment that joy doesn't come naturally or maybe maybe in your regular life also like do things that are joyful and I think you were saying about oh it it re-energized me to be able to keep going that's super important also because I think that simcha not only helps the person themselves but it helps others like joy spreads a hundred percent I really I really do believe in that and just like again it all comes back to like the belief the belief in our people and the belief in God like the emuna. I think it's really like that's that that's what also spreads during these times like when we show happiness and we show that we really believe like things will be okay at the end like we will win and we have God on our side I think that really spreads and that really gives other people the emuna that like it will be okay we will be okay yeah yeah just to have an unbreakable spirit. And this morning I was thinking about how, you know, the war obviously started on Simchat Torah and it's almost as if our enemies were trying to steal our joy from us. It's like, no, our joy is not stealable. It's not yours for the taking ever. Exactly. I've had people tell me that Simchat Torah is never going to be the same. It's going to be now a day of sadness. And I'm like, no, like... It's not going to be the same because now Simchat Torah is going to be the happiest day of the year. Like because they they really tried attacking us on our happiest day, we're going to show them that no, we're going to now celebrate this day. It's going to be a day of joy, and it's going to be a day that like we know that we we got through it and we won together as a nation. Right, totally, and it's not to say that we've forgotten anyone or overlooked anything i think it's really like in the spirit of those who aren't with us anymore that we need to be joyful and we need to carry on and be happy and conquer our enemies exactly yeah it kind of takes me back to like yom azikaron and yom atzmon 
because we had this like very sad day. We celebrate Yom Atzmut because we had Yom Azikaron, because of the soldiers who fought for our land and fought for us. Now we get to celebrate on Yom Atzmut because we have the land of Israel. So it's through through the suffering and through the pain. That's how we know how to like enjoy most. That's where we know where the joy comes from. And those two days are celebrated back to back in exactly, Israel. Exactly, exactly. So we know real happiness because we went through the real pain and the suffering. Right, right. Any last words you want to say on what's been going on for you personally or your work here at Chabad? Yeah, I think it's really just incredible to see like what all, all of Ami Salat has been doing. We have these like big organizations that are really helping everyone. We have the Chabads, we have so many organizations in Israel around the world, but I just want to like acknowledge all the all the personal and private people individually who are really working themselves. Also like my family, Bok Hashem, two days into the war, we all picked up and we're like, we want to help the people. And we thought it would be something small, but Bok Hashem, it's really, it turned into like a very big thing for us. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so we live in Bayat Vegan and which is it's a community in Jerusalem and we had like two days into the war two or three days into the war someone told us that the hotel in Bat Vagan right next to our house a whole community from the south is going to be coming into that hotel so this is a whole kibbutz a whole like yeshuv from the south just picked up and were placed in that hotel and they how many people was it I think around 100 families. Wow. Um, so that's each, upwards of 300 people easily. A lot. In most of these hotels, you have at least 100 families. Um, so we were told that this hotel is coming. The kids, we want to bring toys for the kids. They really have nothing. So my family, we were like, okay, we want to help. We want to buy toys for them. We want to give some happiness to the kids, have them something, like keep them busy with things. So on that day, we were like, okay, let's see, like maybe people want to join us and want to donate and help us like buy the toys. So my siblings and I, we posted on our groups, on our WhatsApps again, and we were like, if anyone wants to help donate, we're buying toys for the kids who are evacuated. Within four hours, we got thousands of shekels and we were all just shocked and it covered all the expenses of hundreds of toys and we brought it that same day we bought the toys we went to the hotel and we just saw how happy and excited they were and we told them that most of the donations for these toys were from america and they were shocked they were like whoa like we have people in america who are thinking about us so it was really nice we got we baked some cakes and cookies for the for those families also and it was very nice and my family and i we came back home and we were like let's continue doing this so we posted again like if anyone wants to help donate and we kind of moved within like a couple weeks like passed and we went through at least like eight hotels we just like went from one hotel wow. for, to another um Hashem, we were very efficient in it we like called the hotel ex- like directly we asked for the head of the families they gave us an exact list of what they needed shampoos conditioner toothpaste toothbrushes clothes toys food snacks anything they needed we went through the list we bought everything um and it was really just the help of everyone that we had help from the store to like pack the car because it was our car was just packed. And Bukhashem, like we keep doing it. We just kind of go from one hotel to another. The families are very thankful. We're very thankful that we had the opportunity to work with so many donors, our families and friends. Bukhashem, we've raised a lot and helped a lot of families, over 400 families. And once we kind of saw that the families were settled down, we are now moving to helping out soldiers. So my family and I, we raised 
For one unit down south on the border, we raised over 20,000 shekel in wow. less than 24 hours, which was really incredible. And Bo Hashem, we're still raising. So it's kind of become like a family business with the support and the help of our friends and family in Israel and in America. And what are you using that money to do for the soldiers? So the soldiers, we really try getting lists of exactly what they need. So we thought that would just be more helpful than like donating like the money to organizations, which for sure help. And really like if they do use the money directly for soldiers and families. But we thought it'd be just more efficient to get in touch with specific units, ask them exactly what they need and be able to buy those things right away that they could get the things like within a day or two. Mm-hmm. So we've worked so we worked with the unit down south, which was to buy them vests. So that was like really expensive, but we managed to raise a lot of money for that. We helped a unit up north and that was more just basic things like towels. This was a unit of a hundred soldiers. We got them towels, they asked for hot soups, deodorants, food, snacks, just basic things. And now we just continue. We just see it to be very efficient to if soldiers need things, we wanna get to we wanna get it to them right away as soon right. as they so it's been it's been very fun. It just really builds your connections. You get in touch, you talk to people that you never talked to before. You meet soldiers, families, kids, donors. It again like sparks like the, the connection between friends that you haven't talked to for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been a really incredible experience and it's just very heartwarming to know that there's so many people who wanna help even from America, who wanna support and wanna help. Um, yeah, the support from the diaspora as it's called has seemed to be really like heartwarming to everyone here. Soldiers, civilians, evacuees. Yeah, I've again like I've had a lot of friends who are just so sad that they're not in Israel. They're like, we wish we could be in Israel and be there for you guys. And I'm like, even just being in America right now, I think that's so important. I think it's so important that they're the ones standing up in college campuses on the streets. They're the ones standing up for the Jewish people for Israel. And it was if it wasn't for them then like I don't know who else would do that for us. They play a huge role, not only in the donations for people in Israel, but also just standing up for our people back in America. Like what happened in Washington, D.C. yesterday was absolutely incredible. We had thousands and thousands of Jews there. I think it was 300,000. Wow. It was, I saw pictures and videos and it was incredible. So they are, they play such a big role. And again, like I'm so, I appreciate them so much. And like, it's really heartwarming to, to hear about these stories and see my friends and family really care and stand up for us. Yeah, yeah. So again, I think everyone really plays a role no matter where, where you are in the, ro- in the world, they really play a role in this, in this war. Everyone has their own personal role. And again, with all these different components, all these different roles that people are playing, it's all gonna come together and it makes us so strong and we're never gonna forget this. I think it already is coming together and we're just seeing incredible amounts of unity and like people are just doing kind deeds for one another totally without wanting or expecting anything in return, just doing it because they simply want to. Exactly. I think this roar really brought out who we really are as a nation. Um, a nation that stands together and cares about each other without even expecting anything in return. I've seen the incredible chesed, people just, even in the Chabad of Tobia, I have people walk into my office and 
they just say, okay, like, what can I buy? What can I buy? With my own money, I'm going to buy, I'm going to do shopping for a family, clothes, food, snacks, just anything. And it just, it's really incredible to see just the amount of care that we have for one another. And that's exactly like what they try breaking within us. Like everyone who's against us, they really try breaking that unity between us. Um, but it's just really incredible to see that we're not, we don't let anyone do that to us because that's not who we are. That's right. <laughs> and can you tell us a little bit about the shop that's been set up here at Chabad? Yeah, so at the Chabad of Talbia, we, Baruch Hashem, were able to set up, in Israel we call it a Chamal, which is a Chedil Mil Chama, a war room. We we prefer like different name for it, like a gift shop or a Chabad boutique, something more happy, uh, happy, lightweight. Yeah, lightweight. <laughs> that was the idea of the shlicha of the Chabad, Chani, and basically we really wanted to create a nice warm area that the families who are evacuated could come in, take whatever they need if they need clothes or food, shampoo, soaps, personal care items, personal care items, shoes, just anything that they need because again these families a lot of them came with they had 10 minutes to leave their house. They, Which is so crazy. Yeah. And also I've heard that like life doesn't stop for pregnancy. People still need to do their Medical appointments, women are giving birth in Jerusalem away from their home, which I think is wild, and you're amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's really crazy times, which is really why we try helping these families as much as possible, whether if it's the first couple of days doing their food shopping, grocery shopping, because again, these families come to a new area, to Jerusalem, they don't have anything with them, they... Again, like doctors, schools, they, they just really don't know what to do. So we really try helping them as much as we can. So we welcome these families into our gift shop and we help them look around. It's really, it's really stocked up. We've had so many donations come in, new clothes, really good condition clothes, a lot of dry foods, snacks for the kids, personal care items. And we have a lot of volunteers also volunteering around the clock to be there to help the families to organize all the donations coming in. So it's been a really big success and we've had a lot of families just thank us for setting it up because it's really helped them a lot. Yeah, and it's just like also a space to kind of take your mind off of all the madness exactly. that's happening. It's, it's a nice area also just to talk to the families. I think in that gift shop, I've really that's where I made the most conversations with the families during the event, it's a little hard to Kit talk chat. to. <laughs> exactly. But during the day when they come in, it's a great area to meet them, to get their numbers so we could add them to our WhatsApp groups where we post all our updates about events and meal orders and things like that. So it's been really nice. And I've met so many, so many lovely families and kids. And thank God it's... <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for the work that you've been doing. And... May you have a lot of strength to keep going and keep sharing the light that you're spreading in the world. Amen. Thank you so much for having me. And I really enjoyed. And Bezalat Hashem, we'll get through it. I have no doubt about it. Yes, we're going to do another episode after the war. How's that? Amen. Amen. (laughs) Hopefully soon.